Greetings and welcome to Your Place on the River, a podcast brought to you by Carriage Kia of Woodstock, Georgia, featuring Chattahoochee Nature Center, where our mission is to connect people with nature. We will share with you interviews and information that will give you insight into the people and programs that allow us to provide environmental education and promote stewardship of our natural area, all to help you better connect with nature. To learn more about Chattahoochee Nature Center, visit chatnaturecenter.org. I'm Larry Stevens, a CNC naturalist, including our Pee Wee Naturalist program, a canoe guy, a scout merit badge instructor, a habitat restoration lead, a wildlife volunteer, and a special events volunteer, including Halloween Hikes costume characters. I used to bring my children here, and now I bring my grandchildren. I have witnessed how well Chattahoochee Nature Center has managed its growth over the decades, and I'm proud to be part of its future and hosting our podcast. In today's episode, we'll learn something about the Chattahoochee River, introduce the CNC mascot, hear from our Senior Director of Learning and Engagement, and visit one of our invaluable volunteers. Hello everyone, this is Liam, and today with me I have the CNC's Senior Director of Learning and Engagement, Alicia Thompson. Alicia is an Atlanta local and distinguished graduate of the University of Georgia's Warnell School of Forest Resources, with a Bachelor of Science in Forest Resources, Since her career with the Nature Center began, she has played a pivotal role in the growth and positive changes that it's seen in recent years. Alicia oversees visitor experience and educational programming that engages diverse audiences of all ages and abilities through interpretive programming, community partnerships, and authentic outdoor experiences. But enough about my thoughts on it. Let me turn this over to someone who can explain it much better than I can. Yeah, so it's funny to hear that uh, bio. You know, when I was at school at UGA, I thought I was going to go into wildlife biology and be a traveling field biologist. And when I started working here at the Nature Center in 2007, I fell in love with being here. I fell in love with connecting with students every day, being by the river, and this is now home. So I've been here since then and um, have grown here and have really enjoyed seeing Nature Center grow as well. It's incredible. And I mean, uh, just pulling it back to our mission statement, our mission statement is to connect people with nature. Uh, from what everything your bio described, from what you described, you're kind of on the front lines of that, aren't you? Yeah, uh, our CEO, Natasha Rice, loves to say that this is where the mission work happens. So that connecting people with nature, connecting, like you said, all people with nature, um, whether it's the students who are here as we speak or visitors that come to visit from all over the metro area and across the country and even world. Um, we connect people with nature through the Chattahoochee River. So whether you are a resident of the Chattahoochee River watershed or another watershed, we share what it means to have an impact on the watershed and how the watershed impacts us. Incredible. Uh, just talking about uh, the, our watershed, <laughs> where we are, uh, our campus personally, uh, some of the programs that you oversee uh, here at home. Uh, I know uh, you're in charge of our Discovery Center, mm-hmm. and in that we have a <clears throat> wide array of uh, programs and activities for uh, children, families, adults. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our Discovery Center has been built since I started here. It was open in 2009, and it is our interpretive facility. It's really our only indoor space for our public. So uh, inside we do have our watershed gallery where you can experience the river from the river to the wetlands to the forest. There's live animals that live in the Chattahoochee River watershed. We also have, I know you were interested in the nature exchange when we were talking. So we have a wonderful program that is a trading center. So it encourages natural curiosity. People can bring objects that they find around their backyards or something like that, as long as it's something that you can legally 
we collect, bring it to the Nature Exchange, and your knowledge and the uniqueness and, of course, the quality of the item that you bring in earns you points that you can then either save up to, quote-unquote, purchase other items in the Nature Exchange or, you know, take something home when you bring it in that day. We also do a lot of really exciting things like drawing your objects. Uh, So we always encourage the connection of art and nature, so journaling. One of my favorite trades ever was when a child brought in snow. (laughs) Here in Atlanta, we don't get a lot of snow, so this child brought in a Ziploc bag of snow that was water and learned about the water cycle. So I thought that was a really special way that that program teaches kids. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it sounds great for kids, but also that sounds so much fun to just take part of in general for adults and families all over. Yes, yes. Well, specifically speaking of family versus adult programs here at the uh, Nature Center specifically, going into depth, I know we have a lot of school programs and et cetera and whatnot like that, but if you could talk about some adult programs we have as well. Oh, yeah. We've been doing a lot of growth in our adult programming since I've been here at the Nature Center. One that's been very popular most recently is our forest bathing program. That is a Japanese practice of getting into nature and with intention connecting to the smells, the sensory feelings around you and almost a meditative practice. Um, So we're fortunate to have a facilitator who was actually on staff here at the Nature Center at some time. And so providing programs like that very kind of wellness and mindfulness programs. We also do a lot of art and nature programs. We have a wonderful partnership with the Georgia Nature Photographers Association, the Roswell Fine Arts Alliance as well. So uh, not only do we have a gallery space where we showcase some of their work, they also help us co-facilitate a lot of programs as well. So raptor photography and, you know, photography by canoe and plein air painting. Those are some of the programs that we offer as well. That's incredible. It sounds like you guys are really piecing uh, like nature with, uh, again, like you said, art, learning, combining it for not just people who are outdoors and in nature all the time, but using other outlets as well to get people in Exactly. Nature. People connect with nature in a lot of different ways. Some people may have a nostalgic connection with nature. Some people may be inspired by what they see or what they hear or maybe what they read. So being able to kind of provide a lot of programs that connect people in various ways, we hope to provide an experience that inspires them to further connect with nature, to become aware of nature and appreciate nature and, of course, lead to stewardship of our natural resources. Of course. Uh, And uh, I think I saw a lot of very small stewards uh, here this morning. (laughs) Uh, I'm not usually here this early at the uh, Chappaquiddick Nature Center, (laughs) but there are dozens and dozens of kids walking around right now. You could even say hundreds. (laughs) You you definitely could say hundreds. a sea of little people. But uh, specifically for them, their school programs, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that's incredible. Yes, yes. School programming is a huge part of the Nature Center. So we have programs that the students come here to the Nature Center. I'm sure you've heard it in other conversations. We have 127 acres, so our students get to explore a lot of those spaces. We work with at least 13 public districts around the metro area. Um, So public schools, private schools, home schools, all kinds of students come and visit us here at the Nature Center. We're really proud to be able to offer Title I scholarships for students, so schools who may not otherwise have resources to provide a field trip for their students, um, we're able to provide some funding support to bring them here. Well, specifically, we know a lot of what's going on uh, on campus for the Nature Center, uh, what we just described. Uh, What about uh, everything that's happening off campus? Oh, yes. (laughs) We are well-traveled. So, you know, we consider ourselves the interpreter of the Chattahoochee River. 
the interpretive center of the Chattahoochee River. And that doesn't mean just here on campus. As we know, the Chattahoochee River flows throughout Georgia and all the way to, you know, the state line and then into the Gulf of Mexico. So we want to be that center for everyone within the watershed. We can't travel the entire watershed. We've got lots of other partners who provide programs throughout the state. But here, we do travel throughout the metro area. So um, we visit schools, libraries, community organizations, scout groups. We put a lot of miles out there and we bring programs to those groups so that they can also enjoy nature right in their own classroom or, or you know community room. They can't, we can't bring them to nature, we'll bring the nature to them. Yes, and we try our best to try to even use the, the natural space that may be in that area. So if we're at a YMCA club and there's a small little courtyard, we're probably out there teaching in it. And we're, you know, observing whatever it might be growing or, or bird that might be flying over. So we, we try to remind people that nature is everywhere. It's not just at this beautiful 127-acre campus or even at a park. It could be a crack in the sidewalk. It could be a plant on your windowsill. It doesn't matter. Nature is everywhere, and we hope you can find that by being observant. Well, that's beautiful, and I think you're helping a lot of people see that. Yeah. You mentioned a few times partners, different partnerships with the Chattahoochee Nature Center. Mm-hmm. What exactly does partnership entail? Partnership is the, the secret behind how we do what we do. We can't do what we do without partners whether it's uh, corporate volunteer groups who help us maintain our beautiful grounds and the partnerships that come out of that to foundation partnerships to uh, partnerships with our school systems as well. We have many, many partnerships. In my area specifically, two of our major partnerships are with the Atlanta Public School System and Fulton County Schools. So each one of those school systems, we have a dedicated grade, which every single student in that grade visits us here at the Nature Center. So... um, over the many years, uh, it has changed grades, uh, just kind of depending on what the districts want to do. But currently, we see every first grader in Atlanta Public Schools for a basic needs of plants and animals program. And then um, in Fulton County, we see every second grader. So between those two partnerships, it's about 11,000 students. 11,000? Right. And it's a major part of our, our reach. We see about 44,000 students each year. That's incredible right there. <laughs> We've talked a lot about some changes that have been happening recently at the Chattahoochee Nature Center. You mentioned the Discovery Center was built recently mm-hmm. uh, since you've been here. What are there some past changes that you've seen uh, in your time that uh, you're either proud of or excited to see to keep changing? Awesome, yeah. So I definitely think that over the years people have become more aware of nature and how it's beneficial to them and how they have a positive impact on nature. So I think that that momentum has just grown over the years. Awareness of the Chattahoochee River, there's a lot of partnerships that have not only brought people to the river, but helped share why the river is so important. It's of course where 70% of Atlantans get their drinking water. So people just kind of becoming aware of like where that water that you use every day comes from. So just an awareness of, of that resource around us. But physically here at the Nature Center, of course, we've, we're, we are still on 127 acres, but our wonderful facilities have continued to improve. In 2009, when I was early in my career here, we were able to open the Discovery Center. In 2022, we were able to open our brand new River Boardwalk Trail, which 
is just spectacular. And I'm proud to work at a place that has such a facility there. I mean, when I was driving in this morning, seeing students walk over a bridge that allows them to see that forest wetland river connection, it's just a really wonderful education space. And there's some exciting things coming for the Nature Center too. So it's a great time to be here and there's a lot of wonderful work that's happening here. And I'm excited to see the Nature Center continue into the second half of its century. We're coming up on 50 years of interpretation of the Chattahoochee River here at the Nature Center. That's awesome. I know uh, for my short extent here, I've only heard uh, how much this place has changed and how much it's going to change, all the good things that we have uh, mm-hmm. coming for us in the future, mm-hmm. which responsible, uh, not solely responsible, but uh, you are, play a huge role in that. So <laughs> thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. No, it's it's really fun on the, you know, again, being in that visitor experience world. We've been here long enough to where generations have experienced the Nature Center. So you might walk the grounds and, and come up on a family who has multiple generations of people who have come to the Nature Center. Maybe they've come to camp here. Maybe they came here on a field trip and they've brought their next generation. So it's really special to be able to see that kind of coming to life. And again, I'm excited to see what the next 50 years holds. You and me both. Uh, Just the people who make this place work, such as you and others, uh, our huge volunteer force as well. Big thank you to them. Stay tuned and you'll actually hear from one of our uh, volunteers coming up. But Well, Alicia, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today. I think we've covered all the bases. I think our time's almost up, but uh, I can express uh, the gratitude. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Liam. Our education program supervisor and canoe guide extraordinaire, Mark Gialanella, wants to tell us a little bit about the Chattahoochee River. Mark has a love of the outdoors and teaching others about nature. He grew up paddling the lakes and rivers of New England, but now enjoys exploring the waterways of Georgia. Mark oversees our public programs that include canoeing and birthday parties, plus scout and family programs. Mark spoke with our Liam McCarty. Hello, everyone. This is Liam, and with me today I have Mark Gialanella. Mark is a regular on our show, here to share with you his experience and his extensive knowledge of the Chattahoochee River. The thing I want to talk about most today in this premiere episode is the CNC's canoe program. How long have you been involved in the program? Well, thank you uh, for having me, Liam. Uh, I've been involved in the canoe program here at CNC for 10 years. Oh, that's incredible. I'm talking to the right person then. In that case, what did your typical canoe trip involve on the uh, Chattahoochee River? Sure. Well, our typical canoe trip down the river is going to be a three-mile round trip. We start from right in the wetlands, part of the Chattahoochee Nature Center, and we uh, we head downriver, going uh, to stop at some of the wetlands along the way, seeing some wildlife, learning about the history of the river and some of the facts along the river that make the Chattahoochee such a unique environment. Well, it's really awesome. Uh, It's really great, too, because it's so close to metro uh, Atlanta. And, I mean, everyone coming to the Chattahoochee might not have uh, as many experiences canoeing as they would elsewhere. With people to little to no experience, uh, is there any advice you'd give them, or is it a strenuous stretch on the river? Well, it's really a very uh, flat stretch of the river. Our guides uh, are very experienced canoe paddlers, and they uh, have all the gear. We have all the gear here that you need. So we have the paddles. The PFDs, we call those personal flotation devices. Um, You may have known them as life jackets, but uh, that's what we call them within our paddling program. Every canoe has ideally two people in it. Sometimes we put a a third small child in the middle of the canoe, and uh, they are taught everything they need to know as far as paddling, as far as strokes, how to get in and out of the canoe, 
how to listen to what the guides are saying. The guides direct the whole trip, and they follow the guides. We always have a guide in the front and a guide uh, in the back of the group. So not only do we have our river canoe trips, we also have family canoe days, which run throughout the season. And that's where you get to paddle on one of our ponds. And that's just a great opportunity for families or adults, but especially a lot of times a family with, with younger kids that needs to get some experience canoeing first where we have fun out there. We have balls to throw around. We have races. We have water squirters. And it's a great opportunity where we can actually do a lot more instruction along the way and feel confident in our canoe skills. So you don't have to have any background in canoeing to do Family Canoe Day either, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, admission to the Nature Center is included with Family Canoe Day. Uh, That's incredible. It's not just a a new experience, but a learning one as well. Correct, correct. Yeah, uh, We try to uh, educate the participants on not just canoe skills, but historical facts about the river, wildlife, some of the environmental threats to the river that there have been over the years. And just like you said, a lot of people who come here to go on these trips don't know that really this experience is kind of right in their backyard in the metro Atlanta area. And we have so many people who come on the trip and say, oh, I had no idea that you could just come out here and do this. You know, I live, you know, 20 minutes from here and I had no idea this was here. Yeah, it's beautiful. And like a stone throws away. That's really incredible. Uh, well, what's the best way to get involved in one of these uh, canoe trips? Well, the best way to get involved is to sign up on our website. We run canoe trips from April to mid-November every year. That's how long our season runs. And you don't need to have uh, any experience to go out on the river. It's nice if you have had some canoe experience, but it's not required. Awesome. Uh, And in your opinion, what would be the best time to go on a canoe trip with the uh, Nature Center? Well, you know, we go through so many different seasons throughout the year, and uh, every season offers its own unique enjoyment of the river. So, you know, in the spring, you've got some cooler temperatures. uh, You have a lot of wildlife moving around. In the summer, you've got longer daylight. You know, you can get out there really in the evening with some really amazing sunsets. In the fall, of course, you've got the leaves changing throughout the fall. One of the trips I really enjoy are our Fall Colors Canoe Trips, which are those last two trips. Fall is a great time. Two weekends of trips. Fall is a great time to get out on the river. But every season offers something unique to the river. Mm, That sounds beautiful, especially the fall one, in my opinion. And what was the name of the website one more time? It's uh, chatnaturecenter.org. And I just also wanted to mention that Not only do we have our weekend river trips, Saturdays and Sundays, we also have a very unique date night trip on Friday evenings, which is going to go from April through September, and those are great opportunities for adults to get out on the river on their own, you know, bring your date, also go. Sometimes we've we've also had groups of friends sign up for date night, but it's a nice thing to have without the kids. Yeah, sounds really romantic, especially with those uh, sunsets. I love that. Thank you so much for uh, talking to me, though, and talking about our canoe programs. Sure thing, Liam. Um, I'm glad I was able to get on to this um, initial episode. And going forward, I am really looking forward to being able to share some of those great facts and education about the river. Thank you, Mark and Liam. We intend to make Mark's river-related reports a regular segment of this podcast. I should mention our interviewer, Liam McCarty, is from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where he achieved the rank of Eagle Scout while developing a love of the outdoors. 
He attended the University of Southern Mississippi studying theater with an emphasis in performance. Liam is currently a member of the rental staff here at Chattahoochee Nature Center. Another one of our regular features for this podcast will be to hear from our wildlife department's Jeremy Maniapanda with varying reports on native Georgia animals, rehabilitation stories, our exhibit and program animals, and wildlife department facts in general. Jeremy grew up in Buffalo, New York, and says he's been catching and keeping animals since he could walk. And he has not stopped since. He graduated with a degree in biological sciences from Cornell University and spent more than 23 years working with exotics in public zoos and aquariums. He joined the CNC as a licensed wildlife rehabilitator in August of 2021. So let's turn to Jeremy for his first report. (laughs) That noise that you just heard is the call of the belted kingfisher. My name is Jeremy. I'm one of the wildlife rehabilitators here at Chattahoochee Nature Center, and we're going to talk about one of our great native birds that happens to be the Chattahoochee Nature Center's mascot, the belted kingfisher. Belted kingfisher is what's known as a common name. In scientific and professional discussions, we use what's known as a scientific name, which for this bird is Megasurreal alcyon. Scientific names are often rooted in Greek and Latin vocabulary, where the roots have definitions for these. And this particular bird, Megasurreal, means large nose. Kingfishers have a very large beak, very common to birds in this uh, order. And Alcyon actually has a very, very important uh, connotation. These birds were named after some Greek mythology. Two uh, people back in, in Greek mythology known as Alcyone and Saix. They were two lovers who were, were very, very high and popular in society, but they were struck down by Zeus for being too pompous and arrogant and actually calling each other by godly names. The other gods felt a lot of pity and brought them back into society as kingfishers, as these birds. And they actually created what's called the Halcyon Days for these birds in particular, for them to nest in the cliffs uh, prior to the severe weather. So there's a period of calm about 14 days before and 14 days after that are known as the Halcyon Days. Belting kingfishers are a sexually dimorphic species. That means that the males and the females have a different physical appearance. The males will have a very bright blue chest uh, and a belt across their chest, whereas the females will also have a brown belt across their chest. So they're very easy to tell apart male from female just from simple sight. The pairs will vigorously defend their territory where they have their their nesting uh, cavity where they're going to raise their young. They make their nest in a muddy riverbank typically, and along stream sides, uh, they make a cavity in there. They dig a hole into that muddy riverbank. Interestingly, those burrows always angle upwards. They don't angle downwards ever when they start digging. And so this is likely to prevent them from getting flooded with floodwaters should that stream or river uh, raise. Once those offspring are born, both parents will perform parental duties. They'll both take care of the offspring, go out, catch food, come back, feed them, raise them until they're what's called fledging, which is being able to fly on their own, leave the nest, and be uh, adult birds. Kingfishers belong to the order called Carassiformes, which includes a lot of unique birds such as hornbills, kookaburras people have heard of, something called a hoopo, uh, rollers, bee-eaters, a lot of interesting names. Kingfishers get their name from their habits of fishing for aquatic prey. You'll oftentimes see them hovering above the water surface trying to spot their prey and then they'll go into a quick dive and submerge completely underneath the water to catch their prey coming up. Once they do they'll oftentimes 
subdue their prey in a very Spartan manner by taking it by the head and smacking it as hard as I can on that perch that they're on, subduing that prey before swallowing it whole. Caraciform birds actually have a pretty interesting anatomy too. They have two of their toes on their feet wrapped in one single wrap of skin. So there's two toes within that. The skeletal structure is actually two toes, but just one single fold of skin. It makes a broad, wide paddle, we'll call it. That's a condition known as syndactyly, where they'll actually have two toes and one single wrap of skin. This double toe is widened and it gives them an advantage at digging out their muddy nest burrows. Uh, just like our larger birds of prey, being that they eat these foods, carnivorous, which is um, fish and frogs and tadpoles and uh, aquatic invertebrates, things of that nature, anything that's non-digestible, they'll actually cast out a small pellet, just like our bigger birds of prey. So it's not uncommon to find small little pellets along riverbanks that have little remnants of fish. One of the interesting things about belted kingfishers is, of course, their call. A lot of times you'll hear them before you see them. It sounds something like this. That call is basically a loud uh, oration uh, for other birds to know that this territory is occupied. This loud, raucous, rattling call can easily be heard from great distance. It's primarily for defense of their territory, letting other kingfishers know to stay away, perhaps calling their mates, calling their family to attention if there's something dangerous or uh, abnormal in the area. Oftentimes done in flight as a way to help con confront any intruders into their territory too. So it's a very, very interesting loud call, pretty unique to the belted kingfishers. Though they were once hunted pretty extensively here in Georgia, particularly along fish hatcheries and ponds, uh, this species is currently protected under the Federal Migratory Bird Act from any hunting or harassment from people. Uh, unfortunately, though, human development does play a role in growing scarcity. Uh, without the muddy waterfronts to nest in privacy, there's no place for these birds to continue their life histories. And as humans continue to develop these waterfronts, it dwindles their, their natural nesting cavities. So hopefully we can preserve some of that territory for them and they can continue existing right here in our Georgia natural habitat. Most interesting, Jeremy. I know I just learned more than I knew before about our CNC mascot. And finally, we want you to meet just one more of the many people who make Chattahoochee Nature Center such a great place to connect with nature. Here's Liam again, chatting with Dan Prucho, one of our dedicated volunteers. Hello everyone, Liam again. Uh, and here with me today, we have Dan Pruka, originally from the Cleveland area in Ohio. Dan graduated from Ohio State University with a Doctor of Dental Surgery degree. He joined the Army and served for 30 years until he retired in 2002 as a colonel. He spent another 12 years as a contract dentist in Fort McPherson and Fort Benning, finally retiring completely from dentistry in 2014. Well, first of all, Dan, it's an honor to have you here. Before we dive into this, thank you for your years of service. Thank you. I think the first uh, question I have for you is, uh, how was retirement? At first, very boring. <laughs> and uh, and then after the thrill of it wore off, we started to look for other outlets, what to do with my life and uh, how I was going to proceed. And uh, the Nature Center was one of those outlets. Awesome. How did you find the Nature Center? The Army moved us here in 1995 and just to Dunwoody across the river and through advertisements, whatever. We were aware of the Nature Center and visited it probably back around 1995, 2000. And so we were always aware that it was here. 
and uh, thought that they could use some volunteers. So uh, we came on over, my wife and I. Yeah, for sure. We always uh, can use the volunteers here, for sure. You're also, I believe, uh, went through our Master Naturalist course. Both my wife and I uh, went through it the first time and I enjoyed it so much and gained so much from it that two years later I took it again <laughs> and enjoyed it just as much the second time around. Awesome. And in fact, I'm thinking about taking it a third time now. I mean, you've got me thinking about taking it, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's a good course. It truly is. And could you go, describe it uh, just a little bit about what you did uh, with your few months there? The naturalist course, you meet once a month, Wednesday or so, all day. And there were maybe 20 people in the class. And that day, they would bring in a different lecturer or speaker and go maybe this week or this month you would go over amphibians maybe the next month reptiles next month raptors trees plants the river itself and uh, it was a, a fairly comprehensive course I, I really excellent program and well thought out so uh, enjoyed it and learned a lot from it it sounds like it from just the brief conversation that you and i have had but the courses you took at the Nature Center, uh, you've also become a docent, correct? Correct. Awesome. It, it was done about the same time because I knew that I would signed up for, I think, both of them at the same time <laughs> and would use what I was learning in the Master Naturalist course, certainly as a docent. I did a lot of studying on my own. We received a program booklet of subjects to read about from the docent person that was leading the docent course and then uh, use that put together little snippets that i could present during these trail hikes and such it's awesome uh, so you've been a you are a master naturalist or a docent and also from what i've heard you're an actor as well i've been doing that for about the last six or seven years dress up as a a woodland character and then present maybe a 90 second or two minute uh, little ditty on uh, that particular character. My name is Opossum, but you can call me Opos. You may think I'm a rodent, but I'm not. <laughs> this, this year, I, I'm dressing up as a possum and uh, will present that and a little bit extended ditty to the groups that walk through the forest. Well, that's incredible. I'm sure the kids love it. And I'm excited to see it personally myself as well. It'll be fun. <laughs> Before we close out of here, uh, I'd love to get some advice for anyone who's also looking uh, for volunteer work or anything uh, to work with the Chattahoochee Nature Center. If you have some words of advice for them. There's lots to do here. I would welcome anyone that likes to work in their yard. I learn a lot about horticulture, about gardening, about wildlife here. <laughs> But uh, if you're looking, if you have any interest in giving back to the community, this is the place to come. Just spreading the, the good news about the environment and the wildlife and nature itself. Who could miss out here? This, this is a great place to come. And we are so thankful for uh, all the hours you put in here, all the work you've done and all the lives you've impacted. You have to remember, it's not just what I'm giving to, let's say, the, the community. It's everything that I take out of the Nature Center because I'm kind of selfish in that regard. <laughs> I'm getting a lot from this place. It's been a, a wonderful experience for me. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Thank you so much for uh, talking with us today. Thank you, Dan and Liam. That's it for our episode. Thank you for listening to Your Place on the River, brought to you by Carriage Kia of Woodstock, Georgia. 
featuring Chattahoochee Nature Center, where our mission is to connect people with nature. Remember, to learn more at any time about Chattahoochee Nature Center, please visit chatnaturecenter.org. That's C-H-A-T-T naturecenter.org. The CNC is a private nonprofit 501c3 organization supported by our members and community at large.